0: It's funny when you try and predict uh, a bust. How, <laughs> how how mad people get! Like you, you can always identify who owns what player. <laughs> when you go, yeah, I have, I have some concerns. Uh, not even calling him a bust, but I have some concerns about, uh, like DeAndre Swift. <laughs> and then everyone and their mother comes out as like, "Are you crazy? Do you know how good DeAndre Swift is? Do you understand?" anything about fantasy football. Um, it, it's all... <laughs> let's talk about risk and and reward. And when you deem a guy... Let's not even say that everybody's a bus candidate when you're avoiding them. There's a certain line in the sand, I always say, that when a player's value falls past that line, they become a buy instead of an avoid. And every single player has a line in the sand. Antonio Brown had that last year with all the risk that was involved in, in owning him in August and July and June when you didn't know if he'd ever play again. Um, Leonard Fournette getting uh, released and then signing with the Bucks. Where was his line in the sand? He was in a void until he wasn't. Like People need to understand that. So it's time to define bust or avoid and talk about it in a way that makes sense. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top 5 running backs. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty. <laughs> Don't forget to check me out at smitty1.com, which contains all my content all in one place. My most recent YouTube show, all my social handles, my SleeperU.com, news site, everything smitty1.com. Okay, so what's a, what's a bust? What's a bust? So many of you apparently get mad when, when I call Christian McCaffrey's 2020 season a bust season. How can you? You can't call an injury a bust, a player that gets hurt a bust. You can define, let me tell you something, great news, I have great news, you, you can say whatever you want on your own show, well actually, (laughs) that's not true anymore, um, in today's, today's world, never mind, cancel that, cancel what I just said, (laughs) you can get taken off anything for anything nowadays, censorship is here, I, I, I should restart this, this episode, um. In general, let me let me say, you can define things how you want on your show, and I'm being upfront and telling you how I'm defining it so you can use my definition and apply it to my show. My definition of a bust is somebody that didn't deliver on the value you paid. Doesn't matter if it's injury, doesn't matter if they get abducted by aliens or go missing on some long hike across the world, you bust. You get invested um, in at a certain level and you don't deliver. You busted on that player. You're, you did not bring the value. So that's how I define it. You can insert disappointed or didn't live up to expectations if you want to insert that. Put your earmuffs on if you don't like my verbiage on it. But Chris McCaffrey, as much as I love him in 2021, he's my 1.1, he busted in 2020. He did. And there are several players that that could bust on you in 2021 that you won't see coming. But maybe we do better. I do better. Figuring out ways to see these things coming. Now, COVID-19. COVID-19 really was... You could look at it like everyone was holding out in a sense in terms of their bodies and their mental state and nutrition. Like When a a player holds out, what I mean by that is when a player holds out, they're more likely to get hurt. They're very susceptible to getting hurt and and banged up and injured because their body isn't ready for the fast-action, hard-hitting game that is the NFL. Your, Your odds of getting hurt when you're a holdout candidate when you hold out all the way up to like week one and you don't get the the reps, the mental reps, the physical reps, everything, your body's not in tune. You're a little slower. Your muscle memory's not there. You're so much more likely to get hurt. And everyone in 2020 faced that because of COVID 19, lack of nutrition, lack of reps, no preseason, and so everyone walked into 2020 almost like as if they held out the whole the whole off season and then let's go full go week one. It was a, a disaster. A recipe for disaster. And I think while we're still going to face some of that threat of not being able to predict who's going to get hurt because everyone's in that that unprepared state, even in 2021, they, they will be to some degree. Lesser fashion, but still to some degree. There are things we can do to try and predict injury a little better. Try and predict disappointment a little better. Try and understand that there are multiple red flags facing a player or staring you in the face when you're about to draft a player you need to react to that and bump that player down to a certain line a line in the sand so when you look at a guy let's say jacobs for example another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A guy I'm very, very down on heading into 2021. And a lot of people get upset at me because they own them. Hi, Jacob's owner. Um, They own him. Of course they're going to get upset. Who's not going to get upset when I'm talking down a guy you just traded for in a dynasty league that that almost never trades and you're stuck with him for (laughs) the next five years? You're going to be mad. You're going to try to find ways to justify why I'm wrong. I get that. Whatever. Um, You know, fast forward about 40 seconds if you you can't digest this honestly. But Jacobs never was a full-time running back in college. He shared carries with Damian Harris who had 1,000 yards. The most yardage Jacobs ever had was under 700 in one given season. Yes, he's done fairly well. Um, pretty much the only thing going for him is he he did fairly well in his first two years, but suffered the shoulder shoulder injury in year one, had ankle, knee, a bunch of dinged up injuries for, for, for year two, but for the most part delivered pretty decent years for his first two seasons in the NFL. Like that, that's, that's, you can, you can argue. That's your argument. If you're going to say, hey, Jacobs is going to get better and better and better. But he's playing for an offense that can phase him out at any moment. He's not a a heavy contributor in the PPR game, which limits his PPR value. And whenever you have a player that doesn't, there's very few of them in the NFL now that don't translate in PPR as much as they do non-PPR becomes a problem that that players a, a liability in a general sense when you're giving fantasy advice because you've got to attack it from a PPR and non-PPR perspective because they have two different values. Jacobs has different value in non-PPR. He's a little safer um, than he is in PPR. He's not getting a lot of work. And usually there isn't the biggest difference because it's all relative. A lot of running backs pull in passes now. And you see it, PPR and non-PPR rankings aren't as different as they used to be. Like, look at the top running backs. You have McCaffrey, big pass catcher. Elliott... I'm not going in order. Um, let me go in order so you don't think Elliot's my number two. I, I could hear it now. McCaffrey, Cook, Camara. Um, you know, if you were to put Elliot and Barkley or Barkley, Barkley and Elliot, Jonathan, T- all these guys are going to pull in passes to an ex- insane degree. They're PPR guys. You don't find guys in the top 10 overall anymore that aren't PPR monsters. And Jacobs isn't utilized in the passing game that much, and that's a big concern. His his headspace right now is, is you guys have heard me talk about this over and over, he blocked me on IG, and I think Twitter as well. Everybody's so like, oh, Smitty, only reason you're upset at him is because he blocked you. I could care less if he blocked me. The reason he blocked me is because I blasted him because he's saying meet me at the stadium to fans and his instagram stories he's flipping off his own followers he's tricking his own followers saying i'm not playing today and then he goes out warms up and plays um you know disrespecting people left and right was uh, reportedly arrested for dui was not charged but it's like alexa show me the front door alexa show me the front door see what we got. I think we got a package. I think we got some arriving at Casa de Smitty. The studio has a delivery. Thank you, kind sir. Um, always having some some studio goodies delivered. Um, so nice nice work. Nice work, FedEx. Way to, way to leave it right in front, upright, in front of the street so that people driving by, it looks like, hey, hey come take one. <laughs> Why don't you hide it behind the nice brick wall that's sitting right in front of you? Just upright, just just telegraphing. Here's a package. He didn't even lay it down. He stood it upright. Well, at least I have a camera. I, you might hear me run out there and stop a pirate from from taking my Amazon package. Alexa, off. Okay. Where was I? Jacobs. Jacobs. I get it. You own him. You're mad. You're mad at me. You don't like me right now. I get it. 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 I. Could he be? A top six to 10 running back in 2021? Absolutely. And then somebody's going to say, well, then how is he a bus candidate for you? Because we're not always dealing in absolutes. For me, if I had to put a percentage on it, 15% chance, he ends up coming close to the expectation expectation level that people have for him, which is top 10 to 14 overall-ish, maybe, some people. No, thank you. And I know we're driving his ADP down in our community, but outside of our community, he's still, you know, a guy that people consider at 12, maybe 14 overall. And I don't touch him until like the late third round, which he won't fall to typically. So I'm never going to own him and I'm okay. That's by design. But my line in the sand to where Jacobs flips from a huge risk to, Hey, you know what? Even if I can't trade him at this value, which is my main goal, I will pretty much only draft him even late to trade him because I will take him, uh, like it's a yard sale. I'll grab this, 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 potential perceived gem shine it up and then and then turn it flip it and and get second round value out of him in a trade and if I don't I'm buying him only where I feel like you know he misses four games he's still probably with the person I insert in his place some total 16 starts between his uh you know I don't know 12 11 10 12 14 games or whatever with those starts will be a top 12 top 10 running back So, it's all about where the line in the sand is. If you lower that line to a certain point that you feel comfortable comfortable with, and you know where those lines are for each player that has some risk, or for every player, for that matter, then you're never going to really make a mistake and overdraft somebody or take on more risk than you've calculated. Like, could your calculation be wrong? Yeah. Could I be wrong on Jacobs? Yes. But... If I'm wrong on Jacobs and he's a beast and I don't take him at 14 or 15 overall, well, guess what? I'm taking another player at 14 or 15 overall still. <laughs> it's not like I have nobody and, and that person might still be better than Jacobs. I'm not going to lose a wink of sleep if I'm wrong on my calculation of whether Jacobs will bust or not. But Jacobs isn't getting the volume of, uh, game in and game out he's very game scripted out or into um, the offense I don't trust the offense I don't trust the quarterback I don't trust the coaching I don't trust where this team is headed are they going to continue to get better I don't really believe they will I'm staying far away from in 2021 and my line in the sand falls to the bottom of the third and then use that Use that same approach with every player that you doubt or have questions about. Take Lamar Jackson, for example. Tons of upside, tons of risk. He's faltered. He's done well. He bounced back um, toward the end of the year. There's reason to believe he could continue to do well. But you have to draw a line. Where's your line? Is your line at quarterback six, seven? You know, seven? Don't take him at three or four anymore. Draw your line lower. That way you have, if he falls to you, opportunity to explode from that value and in a worst case scenario he gets you what you paid for same thing with a player uh, let's say let's say Swift DeAndre Swift I like Swift a lot his skill set's huge he could be really good but Detroit has a track record just like Doug Peterson did in Philadelphia which is why I said avoid Miles Sanders in 2020 and that proved to be correct History did not lie. Doug Peterson did not utilize him properly at all. And and again, I kind of like Sanders now that Peterson's gone and Sanders is a third rounder. If he climbs to the second round, my line is in the third round. I won't draft Sanders again if he's going to go as high as like 15 overall, which could happen. ADPs can, can shift very quickly. But as a third rounder, I like him. But do I draw a line in the sand for swift at like 3.4 3.3 yeah i do because that gives me the opportunity to explode from the draft value that i'm getting them at and i'm packaging in enough risk to account for the fact that detroit hasn't had a good running back since barry sanders and a, a little s- partial season or so of reggie bush this is the fantasy football show with your host Smitty. Back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty.